This is a CNA podcast. It's Health Matters Retro on CNA 938. And at the end of the year, we do know that emergency rooms and hospitals can see an uptick in terms of visits from people who've had accidents, mishaps, burns and scalds, uh, cough and runny nose, back pain, injuries like scrapes, fractures, organ injury, head injuries, chest pain, loss of consciousness, shortness of breath and more. What's happening at the end of the year? Why does this happen? And what can you and I do to stay safe and accident-free this festive season? Joining me on today's edition, Adjunct Assistant Professor Teo Lee Sung, who's Head of Service for Trauma Surgery and Senior Consultant at Tan Tok Seng Hospital. Professor Teo, welcome to the show. Hello there. Hi, hi, Daniel. Hi, how are you doing? I'm doing very well, but also a little bit concerned because for 16 years I've been hosting this show. And for 15 of the last 16 years, every December I do the same topic because <laughs> it, it's not changed. It really is true, isn't it? Hospitals do see an increase uh, during the festive season. Uh, yes, we do see an increase in the emergency cases that we um, come for attendance at our emergency department. Um, and they are really quite multifactorial in that sense. There are really many factors um, for patients to be coming in, right? Um, with regards to the um, incidents at home or even uh, on our roads, such as accidents and trauma, there is... Um, Sometimes they increase due to people either rushing around, mm. uh, participating in festivities, or even actually doing up their homes and rushing their renovations for the year end, especially when we have the um, festive occasions very clustered together. Like in this case, in this year's, we have our Christmas, New Year, and Chinese New Year, everything within a month of each other. Right? So those are potential um, upticks that we will see in terms of... Um, patients coming in for minor or major trauma incidents, right? And also festivity-related medical conditions. What are these conditions then? Let's, let's go down the list. I talked about some of them in my introduction. What's your experience? What are the main causes or, or traumas or issues that bring patients in? I think the most dramatic and so-called visually stunning and stuff like that, right, um, would be that of um, those major road accidents or uh, car crashes or um, in when we are on the roads or we read up in the newspapers. And these tend to be associated um, with, um, to a certain extent, drink driving or people becoming less um, inhibited um, during this period of time where everybody's merrymaking and assuming that it's a feel-good factor of the year and um, it is relatively safe and people are on the roads. But uh, in actual fact, it's um, with all the reveling that can potentially be an uh, issue that we are always very worried about. And people get distracted when they're driving with friends and family, um, still in the party mode, and that can affect judgment itself. So that's the most visually uh, and impactful that we see um, during this festive period. The other more festive-related um, conditions that um, tend to affect the individual rather um, will be that of either the run-of-the-mill gastroenteritis, nausea vomiting because of the food intake, and also the usual hangovers that we have when we 
take too much alcohol, right, or, or party too much. Um, the next day, how uh, these are the and sometimes they come to the emergency department because of these complaints. So it's really very broad ranging, um, and um, they would affect the um, patient individually and as a system in terms of our medical response, the loading on our hospitals. So that's the thing. That's the other thing that we need to bear in mind, right? The loading and the, the bearing on the hospital and the healthcare system as well, which has already been stretched this year by what we're seeing in terms of the waning seasons of COVID and the uptick in terms of COVID and things like that. So what, what, what do we need to know? What can we do as individuals? How do we manage ourselves and maybe the people around us during some of these high-risk situations or the atmosphere, the party atmosphere that might happen especially? Well, I think... What is, um, with regards to the party atmosphere, I mean, it's really feel good. Everybody is really letting their hair down, wanting to enjoy themselves, right? Um, one of the main things that I always try to remind everyone is about um, when we actually so-called relax, um, make sure that we don't let go of our guard, especially in terms of our alcohol use, right? Be very careful with your alcohol intake. And also, try not to be distracted on the road. Um, regular, you are a driver, rider, or a pedestrian on the road. Sometimes friends are sending you texts to meet at a party. You are looking at a text while crossing the road, not really paying attention to fellow road users. So those are the things that during this festive period, a bit more than our usual, right? When you're rushing from point to point, trying to meet friends for a gathering or and stuff like that, together with the alcohol intake itself, um, be very, very careful. They can by making minor changes to our um, habits, we can actually make it very safe for each other, right? And also make it a very meaningful time that we can share uh, in a happy occasion rather than in hospital after a car crash in that sense mm. or a crash. So these are things. So watch your alcohol intake. If your friends are um, drinking a bit too much, a bit tipsy, um, I suggest that as um, if you're still their friend, right, mm. uh, you should then um, either chaperone them home or call for a cat for them. I think a lot of establishments in Singapore who serve alcohol during this period of time have a system already in place for fellow revelers to actually um, ride home safe, right? And that's very important because a lot of times we may feel that we can drive, but actually... The alcohol is already clouding our judgment. And worse still, if we injure fellow innocent road users along the way home or from our, to our next destination, I think that's a real pity yeah. right, in that sense. Right? Um, and I think these are things that... Um, and also texting while we are driving is something that um, we do need to be very mindful of um, as we are trying to rush from point to point, trying to make it for a party or trying to make a party better yes. by trying to bring something... And so many of us are guilty yeah. of that, really. And we, we, here's the thing. We can see it happen when you're slowing down in front of me and swerving. I can see you holding up your phone, for example. You know what I mean? Like, just even in bright daylight, even when you're wide awake, it can result in some people just losing concentration on how you're driving. Yeah, so I think the, that's a very good point because for those that of us who don't um, participate in this, be very mindful again, right? It's a shared responsibility in the sense that if we see someone riding or driving or using the road in a relatively unpredictable or sort of awkward manner, mm. um, try to be defensive, mm. right? Avoid them, right? Such that you yourself don't get into an unnecessary crash, 
right? Or actually um, be a, just be aware of your surroundings because a lot of times, some of, most of our drivers are actually very responsible, are actually very safe, but they're tripped up by someone who isn't. Yes. Therefore, if we can be responsible, we can look out for each other, that will make this whole festive period for the next one month really a very pleasant one, especially one that is just after COVID opening. I can hear how passionately and, and uh, you're talking about those injuries, the accidents, the drink driving, the texting while driving. I can only assume that really some of the most painful and, and, and difficult cases to treat are those involving accidents that come into the ER. Yes, um, they are. They are one of the most challenging because, again, unlike a condition like cancer, there's a bit of lead time to this. Um, however, in such accidents, it really happens in a split second. And until the time that the crash or the incident happened, um, up to the split second, the, others, the person was actually very well otherwise. And therefore, the impact is actually quite great with the sudden change in the patient's um, and the ramifications to the patient's livelihood and future, right? So um, these are essentially uh, potentially avoidable. That's the beauty of it. But we just sometimes don't see it because we are quite consumed by what is the task at hand to us. And that seems important at that point in time. But the ramifications or the, to the people around us and the victims are actually far-reaching and very sudden. So that itself um, can actually be very impactful to the individual. Exactly. Now, under those circumstances, it's clear-cut. There's an accident, there's, there's, there's some kind of mishap on the roads. Obviously, we need um, an ambulance, off to the ER we go. But, but I'm curious, under what circumstances could there be a scenario where we're dealing with a health issue that maybe we don't have to visit the ER, that we can take into our own hands and we can visit a 24-hour clinic or we can deal with some home first aid? What's your advice here? So, um, again, it is sometimes challenging to um, share these situations because a lot of times there are other influences um, going on with a condition, but in general. Right during these um, times of festivities, um, if we happen while preparing for a party, preparing food, we get a uh, we get a cut or a scalding. A lot of times, these don't need to come to the emergency department. They just need simple dressings at home, unless, of course, in a cut there is um, severe bleeding that doesn't stop with our simple um, compressions for about one to two minutes and the patient continues to ooze and bleed, then that would itself um, necessitate a trip to maybe the nearest um, GP or 24-hour clinic, right? Um, the practicality on the ground, and I empathize with uh, everyone in Singapore, is that not all uh, GPs or 24-hour clinics are open during this period of time. Although we are, as a system, encouraging them to stay open during this period to help alleviate the pressure on our emergency departments. So simple cuts and burns can be treated at home with pressure, simple dressings, right, and cleansing solutions at home, right. Of course, the, um, those that have um, in, um, very bad pain, a lot of bleeding despite compression, they need to have a medical attention. First stop is actually the um, GP, right? Of, um, so these are that is if you are in terms of preparing for festivities. Now, if we are gonna, most of the times we would essentially um, be partaking in lots of variety variety of foods that um, may or may not agree with us, right? Uh, and we 
would then be subject to um, tummy distent, tummy bloatedness, um, tummy pain, sometimes even nausea, vomiting. If these um, watch, I suggest that these should be observed at home, right? Um, we have some simple treatments at home like um, and, um, anti-vomiting med, uh, medication that you may have or um, some um, things like um, caviscon or something that you can drink to make sure that you don't have the gastric feeling. Mm. And if those actually are relieved by that simple treatment, then a lot of times you don't need to come to hospital. Yeah. But if it is, again, be very wary in the sense that if it is persistent, right, despite us having some home remedies. And I've heard of some home remedies such as ginger tea mm. will help alleviate them. If it doesn't alleviate and the tummy still feel really unwell and worse associated with a fever, right, then I suggest please see your nearest GP um, before you drop by the emergency department per yes. se, right? So these are the common um, things. But now, the other thing that happens uh, when we party too much or we can be dehydrated, um, drinking and a lot of alcohol drinking, we get headaches, right? So the other next common thing is headaches, which is a big problem in a sense that we, what is a sinister headache yeah. right? after, after a hangover? So a few things is, um, most important from coming from a trauma surgeon point of view, mm. right? Have you hit your head recently, right? Do you drive and had a minor crash that you hit your head against the steering wheel or the side door, right? If that, if you hit your head and the and Panadol doesn't really get it better, then I think you should seek medical attention at um, at a GP to be assessed. Of course, if the headache is associated with change of your vision, right, weakness of some part of your body. Right or um, blood coming out of your nose or ears, then these you should come straight to the hospital because they tend to be a bit more sinister than what we think they are. Mm. Right, and if we see one of our friends, right, um, pass out and then they wake up, but yet they are incoherent and then they pass out again, then these are things that look there is something really going on in the brain. Please don't hesitate to come to the emergency department for us to give a better assessment, right? Uh, so there is yeah. really a balance, right? If it is a legitimate medical emergency and it's brought you into the ER, can I get your tips on how to navigate that scenario? Because it could be a very hectic time for, for family members or for friends with the patient. Everybody wants to know what's going on. It might be very late at night. People might be a little bit inebriated. You never know. So, I mean, how do we navigate the scenario? Okay, so uh, that's an excellent um, scenario that you've mentioned that it happens every day. So first and foremost, right, that we, while everybody is really very worried for the individual and very concerned, right, um, most important is not to crowd the emergency department because that actually adds more chaos to a very, already a very challenging and very stressful environment for everyone. So what I would advise individuals is that uh, have a, knowledgeable or able-bodied single family member or friend bring the, the individual into the hospital and have one person accompany this individual rather than the whole family or the whole group of your friends. Yes, you're concerned, but crowding the ER does not change the response time that we have. In fact, it will decrease our response time because then we have to, my nurses will then have to worry about crowd control and mm. safety mm. Of, the, of the other members of the public rather than just the individual. So one able-bodied, knowledgeable person to accompany the, 
the patient, right? Number two, uh, although it's really stressful for the family and everybody is really hyped up, um, please have some patience with the medical staff. I'm, I'm not biased about this, but I've seen this often enough where, yes, I, we do empathize with the emotional stress of the people involved, but you know, the hospital staff are here to help. We're here to prioritize the care such that the most needy get that care as soon as they can and we don't miss anything urgent and important at the moment in time. And therefore, patients from everyone, including our staff and public members of the public, will make a very potentially stressful situation or even a flashpoint actually easier to manage, right? And therefore, I urge everyone, right, when you come to the ED, it is going to be a bit um, busy. It's going to seem chaotic, but there is a system that we have in place, right? I urge patients from everyone that we are prioritizing care and I'm sure we don't want a patient who is actually having a heart attack, right, um, missed by because another patient's family is trying to create a ruckus because their kid is vomiting, right, and we lose the patient. If, yeah. uh, so that itself, please trust us. We're not here to inconvenience you out of spite or out of intent. We're here to help. And if everybody helps each other, I think the experience in the emergency department will be better, right? And I had an incident where a patient had a headache for the past three weeks, insisted to come to the emergency department for a CT scan because he believed that as he, once he comes to the emergency department, he'll get a CT scan of the brain, which he has had a pain for three weeks. Mm. And now that loads us in a sense. There's really no urgency if you had that pain for three weeks to a certain extent, especially right. when doctors tell you that this is ongoing, you don't need a scan. And he made quite a ruckus and that delays the treatment of more urgent patients who are actually potentially dying while we are trying to now calm this patient down. Correct. So I urge everybody a bit of compassion for everyone, right? And a bit of social awareness. And then we will make this festive occasion really, really something to remember by. Quite right indeed. Professor Teo, fabulous, powerful advice. Thank you so much for your time today. Adjunct Assistant Professor Teo Lee Sung is Head of Service, Trauma Surgery and Senior Consultant at Tantok Singh Hospital. We've been discussing staying safe and accident-free this festive season. Before making any decisions based on the information in our programme, please consult a medical professional.